0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Aaron Walker. He's a veteran entrepreneur who started his first business at the age of 18, and he sold that to a Fortune 500 companies nine years later at the ripe old age of 27. And since then, Aaron has started, bought, and sold eight successful companies over the past 36 years. His strong desire for personal development has kept him in a weekly mastermind group for more than a decade with a few people you might have heard of, Dave Ramsey, Dan Miller, Ken Abraham, and seven other notables from Nashville. Aaron has enjoyed a 35-year marriage with his wife, Robin, and today in his role as president and founder of View from the Top, he spends the majority of his time helping men grow in success and significance. Welcome to the show today.
1: Thanks, Kelly. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, we're very excited to have you here, Aaron. You had uh, not just a job, but a business at the age of—I've read a couple things. Seventeen, eighteen. Were you thinking about it at seventeen, or?
1: I was thinking about it at fifteen. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> but
1: but I actually met a couple of guys when I was seventeen because mm-hmm. I came from a really really humble background. You know, my family didn't have any money. My dad was a terrible business person, a great man, but a terrible business person, and. I met a couple of guys at 17 that had a lot of money. They owned the 21st largest insurance agency in the country. Mm. At the time, they lived here in Nashville. And they were buying diamonds and gold for me to kind of hedge against inflation. And I went to them one day and said, why don't we take your money and my experience? They started laughing. They said, experience? <laughs> I said, well, I've been working here since I was 13. And I said... Where, uh,
0: and where was yeah. here? Where was here?
1: <laughs> there was a pawn shop in Nashville, Tennessee okay. called Barry's Pawn. Okay. my dad remodeled it when I was a kid, 13 years old, and I helped him. And I asked the guy for a job, and he hired me on the spot. After about a 15-second interview, I told him I'd do anything you wanted. He said, you're hired. (laughs) And so I started working there and loved it. And at 15, decided at 15 I was going to do that for a profession. And I went to summer school and night school for about 18 months, had enough credits at the beginning of my junior year of high school to graduate. And so I started working every day.
0: And then you met these two men that that, uh, you went into business with at the age of 18?
1: Yeah, 18. We opened our first store uh, in Nashville. And uh, it was kind of a cool story, but uh, they wanted me to have skin in the game. And Mm -hmm. they said, we're going to go to the bank and borrow the money. $150,000 is what it's going to take to open the store. And, you know, that was a lot of money then. It's a lot of money now. But when you're 18, it's especially a lot. But I was living at home at the time, and I talked to my mom about it. And she said, listen go sign the note. You don't have anything. (laughs) They can't come get anything. So what have you got to lose? So I I did it. And, uh, we signed a 10 year loan for $150,000 and God just so blessed our business. And we paid it off in 36 months. I mean, the business just absolutely, it was perfect timing for that business and that location. And I'd gotten married two weeks out of high school and, uh, Robin and I decided to, as Dave Ramsey says, live like no one else. So later mm-hmm. we could live like no one else. Uh-huh. We kind of delayed gratification and we poured the money back into the company rather than taking a huge salary and getting a bigger house. We decided to pour the money all back in the business, and you know we uh, we had four stores by the time we were 27, and that's when Cash America approached us and they're a Fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. Fort Worth. And uh, they made an offer I couldn't refuse. And so at 27, I was done.
0: Well, well, you say you were done. You are done with that business. <laughs> I was. I thought I was done forever. And
1: it was really, uh, Kelly, a pretty uh, tough spot to be in because I thought, you know, this is utopia. This is the American dream. And I found out later I became extremely bored and mm-hmm. pretty complacent. And Robin woke me up in the middle of the day. Literally, I was in the bed. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in the bed, like under the covers, in the middle of the day. And she said, "Aaron, what? What? I don't understand." And I said, "I'm bored. I don't mm-hmm. have any reason to get up. There's no purpose. I gained fifty pounds wow. in eighteen months." And she said, "You got to do something." Mm-hmm. So I went back to the pawn shop I started with and I said listen uh can I work here you know a day a week and right. he started laughing he goes <laughs> they call me big A he said big A are you already out of money and I said no nah, I'm not out of money but I'm bored out of my mind so we started that process and I started loaning that company money to grow it
0: mhm
1: then in about a year and a half uh we formed a partnership and then we grew it to about four times the size it was and uh very successful and I met Dave Ramsey then, it was about 1995. He gave me advertising to try him. And I said, I'm not trying you. And he started laughing. He said, this is gonna be a good thing. And I said, well, it may be, but I'm not buying any (laughs) advertising. And he said, why don't you try me? Just for a week, I'll give you a free week. And Mm -hmm. I said, well, I can't lose there, so I did. Kelly, it was phenomenal what Dave Ramsey's show did for our business right out of the gate. And it started a long, you know, 20 year relationship yeah. now with Dave and I, he invited me to his mastermind group and that's another story. But I was headed to work August 1st, 2001 about six years later and hit a pedestrian and killed him. Ooh. And, uh, I pulled over to the side of the road, you know, and it was so surreal. It was like, this is not really happening mm-hmm. to me. You know, it was like slow motion. It's like you were at the theater watching a movie.
0: Right. Kind of out of body experience. Almost. Well, it
1: was, and I've never had an experience like that because I was just praying, God, please let this guy be okay. Mm-hmm. And there were cars stopping everywhere, people jumping out everywhere. This guy was laying face down in the street. And finally I controlled myself enough to dial 911 with my cell phone and amelances came and et cetera, et cetera. But I started asking myself tough questions after that. I thought, golly, I mean, you know, here I'm 40. My life could be taken instantaneous also. And I started really questioning things in my life. And I thought I've spent all this time making money and being successful and growing these businesses. And I went home and told Robin, she was in Florida with our girls on a mission trip from our church. And I called her and told her what happened. She came home and uh, I started saying I don't want to work anymore. You know, it's I'm chasing the wrong thing mm-hmm. I feel like and a couple months later I went back to my partner and told him I wanted out. I said, I'm I'm done. I'm through chasing money. I'm through chasing success in stores and I need a break and and I did. I sold out. I sold the company to him and um Robin and I took the next five years off. I didn't do anything. I didn't work uh, we traveled pretty extensively. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to kind of get my legs back under me and started questioning things. We built a new house and changed locations and here, still here in Nashville. And then uh, five years gone by and Robbie goes, okay, you're getting fat lazy <laughs> again. It's time to do something. <laughs>
0: but it took you five years it this took time. five years this time, not
1: 18 months. And <laughs> right. I started laughing. I said, you're right. Well, I so fell in love with the process of building my own house. My dad was a general contractor, and the guy that built my house was just incredible. And I went to him, and I said, hey, you want to grow your business? And he said, I hadn't thought of it. I said, why don't you take your skills, and I'll take my business skills, and we'll grow the construction industry. So that's what we did. I spent the next eight years, and we took that company to number one three consecutive years here in Middle Tennessee. And then I turned 50, and I retired And for my third and final time. And Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller told me, they said, man, you can't sit on the porch and rock yourself to sleep. You're 50. Why don't you start coaching? And I said, I'm not coaching anybody, anything. And Dan Miller said, Hey, come to innovate. I did. And I loved it. And he texted me on the way home that night. And he said, those guys were listening to you. They were like leaning in. And I said, well, I'm not that good. He said, no, but you've got a lot of experience, Mm -hmm. and that's why they were leaning in. And then Dave Ramsey gifted me Entree Leadership Mastery Series. That's a pretty cool gift. That's a $10,000 gift. That
0: is, yes.
1: And so I went to that, and he said, yeah, man, this this is for you. So I started coaching. I formed View from the Top and now have national and international clients and mastermind groups. And I'm having more fun today, Kelly, than I've ever had in my life because it's not just about me. It's about impacting the lives of other people and i'm seeing them develop and grow and it's just been a really cool ride
0: and tell us about view from the top you said it's a coaching group you said it's a coaching group um you started it at the recommendation of getting into coaching by dave ramsey and some of your other mastermind uh cohorts Uh, but what exactly does view from the top do
1: yeah, I'm a life and business coach, and I help people have the experience of uh, enjoying their life, not only personally, but also in their careers professionally. And because Robin and I have been married 35 years, now we've had our ups and downs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, anybody has been married 35 years, you're going to have ups and downs. Absolutely. But through that process, we have been able to uh, maintain a great relationship, and people want to know how to do that. And you can read the textbooks, but nothing's better than experience. And so I can say that sounds good on paper, but in reality, here's how that's going to end up for you. And kind of talk through that. Uh, I'm a Christian, so a lot of the things that I teach are Christ-centered. And the morals and the values that I have are all centered related to Christianity. And so I walk them through that process. Um, Business-wise, 37 years of experience. I've had eight successful companies. And it doesn't matter if it's a service industry or it doesn't matter if it's widgets you're selling. The basic fundamentals are the same. And so I can make application to any business by kind of looking outward and Mm -hmm. doing the Gary Vanderchuck, you know, the jab, 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 right hook, you know, let's give, let's give, let's give. And now you got permission to ask. And I teach people how to do that in their business and to focus helping other people achieve their goals and dreams. And once you do that, the reciprocity of that is more success and significance for you personally. Right. So I it, help people walk through that process.
0: And you coach only men, right? Is that I correct?
1: I do. Yeah. And nothing why is nothing that? against women. <laughs> it's just that my whole world has been around men. I've been involved in uh men's leadership programs at our church and I've led those. Um I've had accountability groups now for almost thirty years and that's just men where men it's kinda of, that's why it's called, you know, iron sharpens iron, the mastermind groups where mm-hmm. one men sharpens another just as iron sharpens iron. And so it's the same process. Nothing against women, but men need to talk about things that only men can talk about. And yeah. we need to encourage each other and help each other. And so that's just what I've elected to do and it's worked out well for me. There's a niche market I even got some hate mail the other day from a lady saying I was being a sexist and mm-hmm. and that's not true. I mean, it's just not true. It's just that there's certain principles that I've elected to teach, and uh, I've just elected to coach men.
0: With that note, we are going to go on a break, and when we get back, I want to talk about some of those principles that apply across all businesses. You mentioned that earlier, and of course, we have a business audience, so we want to give them the benefit of some of your insight and wisdom before we let you go today. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tamika Bryant. And I'm Christy Porter. We're here to talk about real estate that matters. We're going to talk about everything real estate. Anything you want to know from buying a house to selling a house, from investing in real estate to flipping real estate. We invite you to listen every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. or on demand with our podcast. Right here on Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio at blogtalkradio.com. Just tune in at 9 o'clock Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Squirrel. <laughs> Can we just do that? Nine o'clock. Don't touch it. Just sit by your radio and wait. We all want to run a smarter business, but how? The answer is ShopKeep, the iPad-based point-of-sale system that makes it easy to run a smarter business. From accepting payments, tracking inventory, running marketing campaigns, and managing employees, ShopKeep does it all, taking the guesswork out of running your business. Right now and for a limited time, Shopkeep is offering $500 in free hardware. You heard that right. That's $500 in free hardware from Shopkeep. To get the $500 in free hardware, visit shopkeep.com forward slash smart today. That's shopkeep.com forward slash smart.
1: As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be first? I had to decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more, so I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore, and frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy, and giving up, impossible. I'm a
0: teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ed Council. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're talking here this morning with Aaron Walker. He is the founder of so many different businesses, first at 18 years of age, and then he sold that to a Fortune 500 company just nine years later. He's been in business 36 years and has had eight successful businesses. He is now the uh, founder of View from the Top, coaching others and teaching them the principles that have carried him. So let's talk about that a little bit. You mentioned in the first half of the show, Aaron, that the principles are the same, no matter what industry, whether you're building widgets or whether you're offering a service, that they're all the same. So let's talk, first of all, about what is what is one of the biggest mistakes that you see new business owners make?
1: Well, they focus all their energy and efforts on them individually, you know, them personally. And what I've tried to teach people to do, and it's kind of the significance portion of our life. hmm as to where I learned at an early age the value of relationships. And my dad taught that to me by accident, not necessarily on purpose. But I watched how he communicated with people and how he really invested time and effort and energy in people my whole life. And I didn't really realize it until later years, but reflecting back, I saw the things that my dad do. It wasn't necessarily money that was important to him, but it was always the relationship. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: in 2006, my dad passed away and he was my best friend. He worked with me for about ten years. I hired him in one of the businesses I had when he retired and we fished together and hunted together and so he was my best friend. So we stood at the casket greeting people when he died in 06, and the line started at two thirty in the afternoon and for six and a half hours it was an hour and a half wait to get in to see the family. Not one person through that whole process, six and a half hours, said anything about anything tangible that my dad owned. It was only about the relationship. Mm. And I thought about that, and I thought nobody cared. He had a nice house, a nice car, a nice boat that he got to travel. They didn't care about any of that. All they would say was, your dad was always there for me. He always lent a helping hand. He always was willing to listen. Your dad was such a great man. He was such a friend to me. And I thought that's the only thing that people really care about. They really don't care that you've got a big house and nice cars and you're able to take these trips. But when you focus on other people meeting their needs, maybe even helping others that can't repay you. And see, our motives get skewed sometimes. Sometimes we think, well, I'm going to do a great job on Kelly's show because she'll hook me up with another great podcast Mm -hmm. or radio. You know, my motives See, my motive should be I want to do a great job for smart companies. I want to get in there and add value. You see, my motive then is to help. Well, as a result of that, the reciprocity is going to be you're going to introduce me to other hosts. You're going to introduce me to other people. See, but when our motives are skewed, when we don't really go in to help those persons, it's all about us, that shines through pretty quick. I want to be available to help other people when it's not convenient for me. See, we all are busy. People say all the time, I'm just so busy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But when I do take the time and I help other people in whatever service industry I'm in or whatever widgets I'm selling, they recognize that. And they go, I know this guy's really busy. It's intentionally helping people. It's like even now, and I'm pretty busy right now, quite honestly, because we have clients all over and i am very busy but i intentionally sit down and i'll do an endorsement for somebody without them asking i'll do a video testimonial and send it to them without them asking i'll get on linkedin do a recommendation Mm -hmm. without them asking or i'll reach out and say hey how can i make your day kelly better what can i do for you and your bit you're like seriously And my point is is it changes our heart it changes our focus and when you do that you become not only more significant but financially, you become more successful.
0: Right right it 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 all comes back around, and it's if if you put it out there and you're genuine, it does ultimately come back around. You don't always know how it's going to, but it does, and that's been my experience as well. Let's talk about you mentioned uh, the finances follow um, you're friends with Dave Ramsey've worked with him for about twenty years. We all know his philosophy on money and borrowing. Uh, a lot of our listeners today are business owners. What's your thoughts on needing to borrow money in order to grow your business?
1: Yeah, well, Dave and I have always differed a little bit on this particular thing, and I don't mind borrowing money on an appreciating asset. Now, I can't necessarily say that's true in investing in your business, per se, because anything can happen in regards to cash flow, and it can put you out of business. For me, my tolerance in borrowing money has been okay, because I've borrowed money all my life for buying property. Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily say that I would want to do that necessarily on my business, but that's the, you know, Dave is saying, I'm not saying it's a sin and it's wrong. I'm just saying it's best not to, because the borrower is slave to the lender. You know, they're going to tell you what to do and how to do it. And I find that to be true. But uh, for me, borrowing money for property is okay.
0: Okay, so real estate is good. Uh, many business owners struggle to be managers. A lot of people get into business, they have a great idea, or they may have a really strong skill in something. But then as the business starts to grow, they find themselves working less on that and becoming a manager and you know, being a leader, really. And they have trouble with that transition sometimes. What would you say to them?
1: Well, first of all, I'm a creator-developer. I'm not a maintainer manager mm-hmm. and I start businesses with the goal in mind of selling it. That's my, it's not my desire to own a business long, long term and manage it. I get extremely bored. There's a counselor here locally that Robin and I go to and I go alone. She'll go and see him. It's when things are good, when things are bad, you know, it's always get a different perspective, get someone. And he did a little study on me years ago, and he said every 36 months you do something pretty radical. You either buy a new piece of property, start a new business, and it's because you're a a creator developer. You're not a maintainer manager. It has to keep my interest. So I would do some things differently if I had it to go over. Selling my business was a really good thing for me at 27 financially. Looking back now, I think it probably wasn't the best thing. I probably could have invested in a person to maintain it, manage it, run it, see after it. And then I could have over viewed it from mm-hmm. afar or you know periodically up close, but to go in. So I probably would have done that a little bit differently, but you got to see what gives you energy. I mean, right. is it growing the business? Is it managing the business? Is it the art of a deal, starting something new? You've just got to develop something within you what's good for you personally
0: right and then you hire others to do the other stuff the the, the like you said you could have kept that business but you would have just ne- needed to hire somebody else to I do would, the management I don't enjoy maintaining running
1: it mm-hmm. once it's up and going it's like see for me the excitement is is the development stages and growing it taking something from nothing and making something really cool out of it i used to buy businesses that were depressed and i would turn them around and uh that, that is exciting for me, but just doing the same thing every day, the mundaneness of it uh, really bores me. And yeah. so I just got to operate within my giftedness.
0: Let's talk about legacy. You've started and you've sold a number of businesses. And uh, what do you consider to be your success, though? Is it those business successes that will be your legacy, or is it something else?
1: You know, I think different people's perspective is differently. I know for me, I always want, I'm all about family. In 2001, it really reoriented me even more about family. I want my legacy to be that that was the guy that had the foresight to invest long term so that potentially it could impact other generations to come. And my focus was really not that early on. My focus was about if I get one more store, then my life would be twice as good as it is now. if I could just make $100,000 more, then I will be happy. And what I have found is that's not true. See, happiness is a choice, not a trait. And we think that when we get this, then my life will be happy. Then I can take time to enjoy it. And we keep moving the bar. The metrics change. And we're chasing something that's false. What has really become my legacy is helping other people achieve their goals Mm -hmm. and their dreams. And what's so cool about it is that it makes me feel more significant and I become more, I'm making more money now than I've ever made in my life.
0: Right. And right. it's
1: a direct result of my interest level in other people.
0: Yes. And then your legacy is their success, uh, the way you've paid it forward. Um, you have a book, An Eagle's View?
1: Yeah, it's uh, going to be released in 2016 this summer. And it's going to be about my journey a little bit. It's going to be a little peek behind the scenes. An Eagles view, the reason it's called that is because the group, the mastermind group that I've been in for so long is called the Eagles. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give a little peek behind the scenes. See, these guys that I started with, Dave Ramsey gave me advertising to start with him. Okay, he wasn't Dave Ramsey. I never heard of Dave Ramsey. We live in the same city. <laughs> right. Well, now he's on 800 stations and mm-hmm. 8 million you know, listeners a day. Ken Abraham's got over 100 books in print, yes. 10 times New York Times bestseller. Dan Miller didn't even have 48 days to the work you love at that time. We got to grow our businesses together. Boy, that's another topic I'd love to come back on and talk well, we'd about. We'd love to have you. The value of masterminds.
0: We'd love and, to have you. Yeah. Well, we are out of time today, and so we will have to have you back. In the meantime, now that you've engaged our listeners and they want to find out more about you and uh, how they can learn from you, where could they go to do that?
1: Well, I would love them to come to View from the Top. I've got a little gift for your listeners, if it's Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, absolutely. Viewfromthetop.com forward slash smart companies, all in lowercase letters, I've taken off the price, and I'm going to give you a personal assessment. What do I want in steps to a productive day? It's three documents that will transform your life if you will implement it. There again, they're free. Go to viewfromthetop.com forward slash smart companies, and let that be a gift from me to you.
0: Well, that's very generous of you, Aaron. And, again, that's viewfromthetop.com forward slash smart companies, and there's some documents there waiting for you that could be sounds like change your life, possibly. So uh, viewfromthetop.com forward slash smart companies. Thanks so much for your time today, Aaron. We really appreciate you being on, sharing your insights, and we will certainly have you back to talk about the masterminds.
1: Thanks, Kelly. I appreciate it.
0: You have a great day. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.